You no longer have to wear a mask on planes. The CTA, Metra, Pace, ride shares, and getting around suddenly feels different. So if you have been on an airplane, a train, a bus, an Uber, or a Lyft in the last week, tell us, what are you seeing and how are you feeling about it? Call us right now at 866-915-WBEZ. Again, our number is 866-915-WBEZ. We'll hear from a few voices during this conversation, but we're going to start with David Shaper. He's an NPR correspondent based here in Chicago who covers transportation. Welcome back, David. Uh, Good morning. Great to be with you. Bring us up to speed. What happened in the federal courts last week that led to airlines lifting their mask mandates? There is a lawsuit filed by a uh, a group. um, I can't remember the name of the group off the the top of my head, but it was a group that was interested in uh, protecting people's rights against health mandates. Um, This group uh, had filed this lawsuit actually last summer, uh, but the judge ruled just uh, last week, Monday, that... um, the mask mandate that uh, the federal government had put into place, the Biden administration had put into place requiring masks be worn on uh, trains, planes, automobiles, uh, ride shares and things like that, buses. Um, that requirement was uh, across the line and, and was, uh, uh, in, in the judge's terms, um, exceeded the authority of the, the Centers for Disease Control and uh, struck down that that mandate, um, basically leaving it up to airlines themselves, transit systems themselves, uh, airport authorities to to see if they would require um, masks be worn by everyone. And, mm-hmm. and most have not, although I should point out that there are some transit systems. There are some airports around the country that uh, do require you wear masks. Uh, so it's kind of a hodgepodge of, of regulations now, but most airlines no longer require uh, the masks be worn. And, uh, yeah, like like you said, here in Chicago, the, the CTA has uh, right. is not a, uh, requiring masks. Metro the same. And the Biden administration later in the week did uh, file an appeal to that ruling, but yeah, did not ask for an immediate stay. So uh, the mask mandate is not in place right now. I see. Well, uh, the administration also said it would not appeal a ruling that lifts the mask mandate on public transit. Is that right? Well, no. They, 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 my understanding is that they filed an appeal uh, against the whole ruling so that they um, – uh, yeah, they, 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 what, what, what's at stake here from, from the CDC's point of view is um, having the authority, having the power to uh, impose um, mandatory, uh, whether it be masks or, or any sort of uh, action. It's, it's, it's what can the CDC do uh, in, a, in a public health emergency, and uh, this strikes at the, uh, at the very heart of the, uh, of, the, of the power of the CDC to take emergency actions to try to slow or stop the spread of, a, of an airborne disease like this. Yeah. So at this point then, David, you can travel pretty much any way you like, at least in the Chicago area, without a mask. Correct. Right? Yeah, you can you can you can um, get in an Uber or, or Lyft. You can um, uh, get on a, a transit uh, train. You can get on a metro train. You can get on a CTA bus, and not have to wear your mask. Although many public health experts, um, infectious disease experts, say it's probably a good idea, you still do that. Uh, but depending on the circumstances, and, and I think a lot of people are just tired of having to wear them, and 
are glad to, to, to lose the masks. Yeah. And it's not even been a week, David, but I, I wonder what you're seeing on public transit and at O'Hare in Midway. Are, are people pretty much following through with this? Well, you know, I haven't been to the airport in, in several days, but when I went last week, right after the uh, uh, mandate had been struck down, uh, there were uh, a lot of a few people who were not wearing masks, but most people were still wearing them. It, it was interesting. I mean, there's people who have just been done with the masks and for a while to take them off. Oh, yeah. And uh, but there are other people who said, you know what, the, the, the only reason I'm traveling is because everyone's uh, required to wear a mask um, because it, it keeps all of us safe and, and they feel safer. Uh, and, and are willing to travel as long as everybody has to have a mask on in most places where people are grouping together tightly. So, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the opinions run the gamut. Uh, uh, most people I talked to were pretty much in the middle saying, you know, the, the people who feel like they need to wear masks should still wear them, but it should be a choice uh, up to the individual to decide whether or not they will mask themselves and, and mask with the uh, other people that they're traveling with. Yeah, our, our family was out uh, this weekend, and uh, I just recall seeing lots of faces, <laughs> lots of smiles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I, I was doing sort of this hybrid thing, David. I, I was keeping my mask sort of on my chin, <laughs> which <laughs> it later became kind of useless. I, yeah, I, don't know, I think right. it was kind of more more so a comfort for me, but, you know, where I could slide it up if I needed to, slide it down when I got too hot. Because, uh, of course, that was the 80-degree day. Um, right. But, you know, boats were passing by us on the river and, you know, full of people on tours with no mask on. And mm-hmm. it was just a sign that, you know, the times are a-changing. That, that's that's true. Um, and, and I think that, that those of us who are vaccinated uh, definitely feel comfortable uh, without having the masks on. We've had the mask mandate dropped in Chicago for a while for, you know, going to the grocery store, going into bars and restaurants and things like that. So I think I think people are getting more comfortable. I still sometimes feel a little weird if I'm walking around the grocery store without a, a mask on. I'm yeah. just like, am I missing something? And then, oh, yeah. <laughs> Is this oh, yeah. still but okay? Then it's, it's nice to not have your glasses all fogged up when you're trying to go oh, through there, the store. There's that too, yeah. Um, because of the, the mask and, and all of that. But yeah, I think people are are feeling more comfortable and and again you know the Biden administration is appealing this ruling not so much because they want people to be masked up now this mask mandate was going to be ending on uh, next week Monday May 3rd anyway um, uh, more, more than likely uh, but but what what's the the ruling is uh, what, what's troubling to the administration is that this ruling um, strikes at the the authority of the CDC to take some sort of emergency measure yeah. to try to protect people in a in a in a in a pandemic in a public health crisis. You're listening to Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and we are discussing what it's like on planes, trains buses and ride shares now that mask mandates have been lifted. And we want to hear from you, too. So call us and tell us what are you seeing? And more importantly, how do you feel about it? Our number is 866-915-WBEZ. Again, 866-915-WBEZ. And here are a few people that we would love to hear from, especially any Uber or Lyft drivers. If you're listening, give us a call. Maybe pilots, if you're not flying right now, flight attendants, call us at 866-915-WBEZ. But of course, riders and travelers, Give us a call, too. Uh, NPR's David Shaper is going to stay with us, but we are now joined by Beverly resident Ann Alt. Now, she's been a regular on Metra throughout the pandemic, and uh, she also rides the CTA. Hi, Ann. Welcome to Reset. Good morning, Sasha. 
Tell us about your commute uh, that you did all throughout the pandemic. What line do you ride? Uh, mostly the Metro Rock Island line. Okay. Early in the pandemic, I was usually taking one round trip every week or two. And since last June, it's been usually four days a week. Four days a week. Uh, how would you describe masking? And, you know, think back to the beginning of the pandemic and then perhaps the middle and then compare it with recent days, like just before this mandate was lifted. In the first few weeks, I, I, I take that back, the first few months of the pandemic, um, a lot of the conductors were not wearing masks and they were having minimal interaction with passengers. And I would say maybe half of the passengers were wearing masks. Mm. And then after a few months, it was pretty much everyone. And in the last several weeks, I've been seeing fall off in mask wearing, even before uh, the mandate was lifted. And last week, I was seeing... mm, maybe 25% of passengers and pretty much all the conductors wearing them. And this morning, I would say it was maybe 10% of the passengers. So I understand you've decided, even since this uh, this change over the past week, to continue wearing a mask on the train. Talk to us about why and, and how you came to that decision. Um. I would not want to unwittingly share COVID with anyone if, say, I had it but didn't have symptoms, did not know that I had it. Also, I have a number of friends who are medically more vulnerable than I am. Um, Some of them have serious medical conditions or people in their household who are vulnerable or too young to be vaccinated, for example. A friend who has a toddler who's too young to be vaccinated. Or I have a friend who's medically very vulnerable and depends on CTA to get to frequent medical appointments. And I'm concerned about him being at higher risk and would not want to expose him. Um, I hear you. Plus, you know, I... Even though I'm vaccinated, I would hate to get it and be one of those minority of people who get sick and, you know, really feel lousy for a while. Yeah. Let's uh, hear from a caller who wants to join our conversation. Here is David in Waukegan. Hi, David. Welcome to Reset. Hi. Hi. Um, uh, my comment about this is that it's, it's, it's really kind of scary. Um, there's just this eagerness to discard masks and to do the things that were keeping us safe. Um, Because, you know, the the feeling around this is, oh, we're tired. We don't want to do this anymore. Well, it's not really up to us to decide. The virus decides. And this is this this is not over. Um, you know, every every couple of weeks or so, I'm hearing about some new variant. I'm hearing about an uptick in cases. Um, and I think, you know, as far as fatigue, it's, as far as fatigue is concerned, I think our uh, official institutions like the CDC um, are tired of fighting with people. Uh, and I think part of the confusion, uh, uh, confusion or mixed messaging that you see 
is that the CDC is like, you know what? You guys aren't listening to us anyway. Mm-hmm. Do what you want. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, I hear you. There were, yeah, there were people deep in the pandemic who were, who, you know, just kind of did whatever they wanted, um, weren't vaccinated, weren't boosted or whatever. Um, but this is not, this is not over. Um, people can still get sick. People can still be harmed. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, I'm going to continue to wear a mask. I'm yeah. vaccinated. I'm boosted. And then there's the, the added benefit of not having a cold for two years. So <laughs> Right. There's that, too. Yeah. Thanks, David. You know, David says it is not over. A reminder that I think many of us still need. Uh, let's hear from Melanie in Lincoln Park. Hi, Melanie. Welcome to Reset. Hey, how are you? Doing Thank good. You. What do you think about this? Um, I, I completely 100% agree with the last two callers, especially David, who was saying it's not over and it's not for us to decide. It's out there. Every medical professional I talk to says you really still need to be wearing your mask. So this unmasking thing is super political. Um, and it's scary because my whole family just got COVID and we are the best mask wearers I know. Oh, boy. And we all got it. And it just ran through the family one after the next. And, you know, we're all okay because we were all, you know, vaxxed and boosted and mask wearers. But... If I had not been wearing my mask and if I had taken the mask requirement away from my business, everybody that I was in contact with the two days before I had symptoms, guess what? They all would have been sick. Yeah. Very, very good point. They would have all been exposed. You know, I don't know. They would have been sick, but a lot of them are little kids. So, you know, that would have been on me and that would have been horrible. So I get people calling me up and complaining that we're still masked on business. And I'm like, yes, because I have children who come to my business who are under five years old. Yeah. And, and we literally don't go anywhere without a mask. Yeah, and making the consideration for others. That, that seems to be the, the theme here. Uh, Anne, I'm going to go back to you before I, I let you go. I wonder what it would take, Anne, for you to remove your mask on public transit. You still with us? I think we've lost Anne, but uh, David, you're still there. David Shaper from yes. NPR. Uh, yes, sir. You know, interesting to hear from, you know, Anne, who uh, was with us. And I do appreciate your, your call, Anne, um, if you are still listening. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, interesting to hear from someone who rode public transit consistently mm-hmm. throughout the pandemic. You know, what do you make of what she was describing, of what she saw? It sounds like she saw masks falling off. A long time ago, well before this past week. You know, uh, listen, I I think uh, we've had a lot of conflict over the, you know, the the, the mask mandates that that we've had in place here. Um, You know, let's let's remember that the federal mask mandate on uh, travel, on on public transportation, on, on airplanes, didn't come about until the we were almost a year into this pandemic. So it was in late January of uh, 2021, shortly after President Biden took office, uh, because the previous administration had had refused to impose a mask mandate. That left transit systems uh, like Metro, like Pace, like uh, the CTA to impose their own mask mandates. Airlines had done it b- before themselves too, and and that is still happening some places around the country. But you know, people have been arguing about masks from the from the get-go and and a lot of people have not been willing to adhere to 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 the mandate and 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 follow the rules so to speak so uh we've seen it throughout this pandemic and and i think more and more people as 
vaccinations become more prevalent, as um, uh, the the you know the, the the disease, the illness does not seem as serious with these latest variants. Uh, I think people are more comfortable removing their masks, and uh, many were just very eager to do so as soon as this uh, this mandate was struck down. On the line now, we've got May. Hi, May. Welcome to Reset. Hi, Sasha. How's it going? Um, it's going good. Um, yeah, I was just calling because I, it was really interesting to hear. I was traveling to Florida last uh, Monday night, and on the flight, or boarding the flight, we got the normal announcements of make sure you mask your, make sure you mask, make sure your mask is over your nose. Um, and then once we boarded the flight, again, same conversation, um, even a couple, you know, silly threats, it was Southwest, so, you know, they yeah. <laughs> make their jokes. Yeah. Um, and maybe 20 minutes after takeoff, um, the flight attendant went to her uh, announcement speaker and said, uh, we've just received word that you are no longer required to have your mask on the flight. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... When I tell you, it was like night and day, and then I got off of my flight, and I saw people in the airport and in Florida with no mask. Nothing, um, yeah. There were people, yeah, I mean, people on the plane. There were a few people who um, applauded, a few people who were a little apprehensive. Um, even the flight attendant said, I will be keeping my mask on. Um, <laughs> and, and Interesting. Make others feel comfortable, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but it was just really, it was like Twilight Zone almost. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that, May. And, and, you know, she brings up a great point. I remember hearing some sound from a Delta flight uh, last week where, you know, it was cheers and and loud applause at that moment. We did hear that quite a bit. Um, uh, a lot of people were posting to, uh, to social media with uh, celebrations on on their flights as the uh, yeah. announcement was made. Th- there were some people who were really upset about that. I mean, people who were traveling um, and and did so because they were traveling under the assumption that everyone would be wearing their mask, that they would be required to wear a mask. And then halfway through the flight to have people taking off their masks, some people who are immunocompromised, who are at, at higher risk, felt like they were being put at greater risk uh, mid-flight without having any ability to, to you know, uh, you know, change their mind about whether or not they wanted to even travel or take that flight. So, yeah. um, we, so, so Sasha, we've been talking to a lot of um, uh, infectious disease experts, uh, medical experts, who do say, as some of our callers have already pointed out, that this is this should not be taken as a sign that something has magically changed overnight here. That uh, there still is some risk of of spreading uh, COVID nineteen and. Um, one of your best protections is to wear a mask, and it's even better if you, the person next to you is wearing a mask. Let's hear from Angel calling from Woodridge. Hi, Angel. Welcome to Reset. Hi. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for calling. Okay, great. Um, so I'm a, a healthcare worker, so I'm, I'm used to wearing a mask. And sometimes I try to think of that, like people who aren't in healthcare, maybe it's a little more foreign to them to wear a mask. But I definitely still wear it going to the store and everything. So I have young children. I have one family member that's not vaccinated. But I really feel like, you know, like the other caller was saying um, about the cheering and everything and people taking them off in mid-flight, it just, it just rubbed me the wrong way because it kind of like throwing it in mask wearers' faces, you know, like, I don't know. It just, to me, made a joke out of it. And yeah. I just feel like the judge that made that decision, it just seems like you couldn't have waited a week. It was going to expire. So I'm, I'm upset at that. It makes me upset sometimes at our system and the judges that are like out of nowhere, like a small town in Alabama or somewhere. You know, I'm like, 
that's upsetting. And I think as I get older, I see how judges in some district you never heard of can just throw our country into this weird way. And it's 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 disappointing at some, to some point. But that's all I wanted to say. Yeah, thanks for your call, Angel. Yeah, some, some interesting points there, David. And question for you, any sense of what percentage of flyers are still masking? Uh, it, it's it's hard to say. Um, it, you know, anecdotally, I think it's it's almost seems like fifty fifty. But I think it it also depends on where you are uh, and where you're traveling. I think in the in the bigger cities um, uh, and in the blue states that uh, people are more prone to, to mask, and in um, places like Florida and elsewhere, Texas, where people have been openly. Um, reluctant to wear masks mandate or not uh, I, I think there are probably more people there who are are going unmasked um, you know I think it's also important to to point out Sasha that there there is a difference uh, between you know um, your mode of transportation and, and and the risk you know infectious disease experts say airplane air quality is really really good um, but that air system has to be on all the time um, Boeing I, I talked to some folks at Boeing last week and they were saying that their recommendation to airlines is to keep the air system on the entire time mm-hmm. but in in some cases they they're not you know it's, it's you, you can feel and, and hear that when the air system is on when you're in flight and then when you you're just sitting on the tarmac or at the gate you can uh, you you hear that that system is not blowing as as uh, forcefully as it is uh, th- throughout the the rest of the flight so right you literally hear when it shuts off yeah and yeah. and you know the, the, the again while the air quality is is very good the air filtration system on a plane is very good you know you don't necessarily know if the person next to you has uh, the virus and it, it is a potential carrier and uh, you're sitting shoulder to shoulder uh, for sometimes hours at a time. So the longer the flight, the the, the greater the, the risk is there uh, to uh, to spread the virus. And and again, you don't. Um, th- there are other spaces that are that are less safe. That like on the jet bridge while you're boarding, uh, while you're getting off the plane, um, while you're standing around the gate, while you're going through security. These are environments where uh, it may be in the best interest of most people to continue wearing their masks because uh, there is a, a risk for exposure there. Yeah. Let's pull another voice into this conversation. Leonard Marcus is the co-director of the Aviation Public Health Initiative at Harvard University. Hi, Professor Marcus. Welcome to the show. Uh, Hi, Sasha. Thank you for having me on. You've spent uh, a bulk of this pandemic um, examining public health and air travel, exactly what we were just talking about. Uh, What's your reaction to hearing that this mask mandate has been struck down? Well, I think we all would love to get to the point where we no longer have to wear masks when we're out in public. It's just unfortunate, especially with this BA2 variant, which is highly transmissible, highly transmissible, that the time to throw away our masks simply is not right now. So I was very discouraged to hear about the ruling from the uh, judge in, in uh, Florida, both because uh, this wasn't the right time, uh, to reverse the mask mandate that the CDC had put out. They, they had issued it with real good reason. And the second thing is it put into question the authority of the CDC to make these sorts of health declarations in the midst of a, a, of a pandemic. So I, I do look forward to the Justice Department appealing. I hope it will be mm-hmm. uh, successful. And uh, I think we, my recommendation, I, I still wear masks when I fly and I 
would encourage others to do the same. Before we jump back to the phones, Professor, I want your take on what David and I were just discussing. Is partial masking and the, the filtered air on planes enough? Well, think about it, Sasha, as lowering risk and raising risk. So because not everyone on planes now is wearing masks, that increases the risk. If you're wearing a mask, you reduce the risk. When I fly later this week, I'm going to be wearing an N95 and another mask over it to try and um, clear the air that I'm breathing in as best as possible. And the problem is that there are many unvaccinated people in this country, by some estimates, about a third, another third not fully boosted. So if I'm sitting with three people in my row, that means that one not vaccinated, one not fully boosted. So I'm going to want to wear the mask protect myself. Let's hear from a caller. Here is Phil in Oakland. Hi, Phil. Welcome to Reset. Phil, are you there? All right, let's let's hear from Dave calling us from Chicago. Hey, Dave. Hi, Sasha. Thanks for taking my call. I just wanted to share that uh, A week ago today, I left on vacation when the mandate was still in place. And, of course, I took a lot of comfort in knowing that uh, I was on an airplane full of people all wearing masks. And then when I came back on Friday of last week, the mandate had been lifted. And uh, I was uh, I felt very vulnerable on that flight uh, with only about 25 percent of the people on that flight. Uh, to O'Hare wearing masks. Now, I will tell you that I was on vacation with a friend from Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas, and we compared notes. And she said that only a handful of people on the flight to Dallas, Fort Worth were wearing their masks. So Mm. uh, Mm. I am of the belief that the mandate needs to be back in place for the safety of everyone until we know more about this uh, this disease. So that's uh, just wanted to offer that perspective. Yeah, thank you for, for your call, Dave. Really appreciate that. You know, Professor Marcus, Dave said something. He said, I felt very vulnerable on that flight, being one of the only well, few Dave, wearing a mask. And Dave makes a really important point. Um, the AP did a public survey last week, and 56% of the people said they wanted to continue requiring masks on public transportation. said they didn't, and 20% didn't have an opinion. So even though there's been a lot of attention to those people who've been crying out to um, get beyond this mask requirement, the majority of people in this country want to see those masks continued for the very reason that Dave mentioned. There's still a lot of disease that's uh, in our society. It's spreading around, and we still don't fully understand exactly how that's happening and the impact it could have. So for that reason, yes, in the ideal world, we would still all be required to wear a mask. I am concerned about immunocompromised people, elderly people who have made plans to fly and might find themselves as Dave in a situation that they hadn't anticipated. Looks like we've got our caller, Phil, back on the line. Hi, Phil. You there? Hi, Sasha. How are you? Doing well. What are your thoughts? Well, so I think back to the beginning of the pandemic when um, the public was told to follow the uh, advice from you know, CDC, you know, state uh, health agencies, local health agencies, and that's what a lot of people did. And, and now that we're being told something different about masks, 
now than we were, you know, even just a few months ago. There are people that no longer want to listen to the advice from the agencies and are making their opinions based on other variables. And it seems to me that these people now that are against policies that say it's okay not to wear a mask in certain situations, when they push back on that, I feel a sense that they're pushing back the same way anti-maskers did at the beginning of the pandemic where they're saying, well, we're not going to follow this advice. We're going to do it our own way. And now people are saying this about wearing masks, you know, well, and I understand it's a choice, but it's more the issue of people no longer following national, state, and local health guidelines. Thanks for your call, Phil. Appreciate it. David Shaper, you're still with us. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts as you hear these uh, these various uh, opinions. On yeah, this. I, I think that there are a fair number of people who uh, are, are traveling, have just traveled, who are a little taken aback by the fact that the masks are no longer required. Um, the airlines uh, will, uh, I, I won't say that they, they will give you a refund, but they will work with you if you are all of a sudden not comfortable getting on a plane uh, or, or traveling through an airport with with so many people unmasked uh, that they'll, uh, I, I, I don't have the breakdown of, of each and every airline, but uh, I know that they're saying just call us. We'll 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 try to work with you to uh, either give you a credit for future travel, or uh, in some cases, I think that they will refund uh, people who just no longer feel comfortable uh, flying. That they'll refund the, the price of the ticket. But it is on an airline by airline basis, and it may be on a circumstance by circumstance uh, type of basis. So, uh, but but yeah, I mean, this is a real concern. People are are you know. <laughs> got into this thinking, okay, I'm, I finally feel comfortable enough to fly, finally feel comfortable enough to travel as long as everybody's wearing masks. And now all of a sudden, lo and behold, not everyone is wearing masks. Mm-hmm. So that, that may change the cal- uh, calculus for a lot of folks uh, on whether or not they do travel. Uh, Professor Marcus, I'd love to hear from you here. What can airlines or airports or lawmakers do to make some of these nervous travelers feel comfortable right now? Well, first off, we have to think short-term and long-term. In the long-term, I do hope that the administration will appeal the ruling. I hope it will be approved, and I hope we restate, reinstate that authority for the CDC. That's the long-term. For the short-term, I think everybody hates wearing a mask. We just have to acknowledge that it's not fun, it's difficult, it's uncomfortable. I don't think there's too much disagreement about that. Um, what I think we need to understand for the long-term is, uh, and I think this is the pledge we all could take, I don't want to be a spreader. I don't want to be the person who gives this disease to someone else, whether it's a loved one, it's a colleague at work, it's somebody sitting next to me on an airplane. I don't want to be the spreader. And if we could all take that pledge, and if we could all uh, ensure with that to ensure that we don't get the disease because that could turn us into a spreader, if we could all make that pledge, I think together we would get quicker to the other side of this pandemic, quicker to the point where we can... Uh, get together with friends and family when we can um, get beyond the masks and the other restrictions. That would be the day. What a day that will be. What a day. Uh, Before you go, David, what else are you going to be watching for in the next couple of weeks? Well, you know, we'll we'll certainly see where the uh, legal action goes. Uh, If if this is appealed um, in the uh, appellate court, uh, the federal appeals court in Florida, um, I don't know how quickly uh, they may uh, take this up and rule. So uh, there's a lot of uncertainty there about whether or not um, uh, 
uh, a mask mandate could be coming back. Uh, but I will certainly be watching how the airlines uh, deal with this and whether or not, you know, if, if cases surge again, if we have yet another variant come out or this variant starts spreading even more so, will airlines themselves uh, take it upon themselves to uh, Im- impose uh, a mask mandate? I, I kind of doubt that, but yeah. it, th- that could be happening, too. Um, and, and you may see d- different cities and states uh, try to, uh, you know, impose mask mandates on public transit again. Although I kind of feel like we're getting to a point where, um, you know, I, I think too many of these governmental bodies feel like there's too much political risk in imposing a mask mandate at this point in time. That is NPR's David Shaper. Also with us, Professor Leonard Marcus, who's co-director of Harvard's Aviation Public Health Initiative. Thank you both. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.